Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the inaugural episode of Superintendents Unplugged, In-Depth with Davis, the podcast where we will dive deep into the world of educational leadership. I'm your host, Addison Davis, and I'm thrilled to have you join me as we embark on the inspiring journey together. As a superintendent once myself, I understand the challenges and complexities that come with leading a school district. But what I've come to realize is that there's abundance of amazing work being done by superintendents all across our country. This podcast is a platform to shine a spotlight on their incredible accomplishments and innovative approaches. Each episode will bring you exclusive interviews and superintendents from various districts across our country, both big and small, urban and rural, as they share their personal stories, triumphs, and even their moments of vulnerability. We will explore the strategies they employ to tackle the ever-evolving landscape of education, from fostering equity and inclusivity to embracing technology and preparing students for their future. But this podcast isn't just about showcasing success. It's about fostering a community of educational leaders who can learn from one another, share their experiences, and collectively navigate the complexities of our role. We'll discuss the tough topics as well, the difficult decisions, and the innovative solutions that are transforming education for the better. So while you're an educator, a parent, a student, or simply someone who's passionate about education, this podcast is for you. Superintendents Unplugged is your behind-the-scenes pass to the world of educational leadership where we uncover the stories that inspire, motivate, and empower every one of us. Get ready to be inspired, challenge, and entertain as we embark on this incredible journey together. I can't wait to introduce you to the remarkable superintendents who are changing the educational landscape one district at a time. Hi, I'm Addison Davis, and welcome to Superintendents Unplugged, In-Depth with Davis. We're here at the Council of Ray City Schools in beautiful San Diego, California, to be able to dive into the great things that educational leaders are doing every single day. And today we have a brand new superintendent in Charlotte, Mecklenburg, Dr. Crystal Hill. Thank you so very much and welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Also, we have Todd Lamb, who is a partner in the Strategos Group here to really talk about pressing issues. So let me just go ahead and bring this up. I am 90 days out of the superintendent. You are 90 days into the superintendency. How's it been going? What is that like? It has been fast and furious, lots of great things, but I'm so blessed to be in this role. It's it's really cool. You know, 25 plus years in education, you've given your, your heart, your soul to children every single day. You know what? Why Charlotte, Mecklenburg? Is, you know, why select that place? Because I'm a believer superintendents really master skill sets to, to geographical locations and the communities that are going to help them be successful. Why Charlotte? Well, I have been recruited to be superintendent many times, but I've never been interested in the superintendency at all. Oh. So when I ended up in Charlotte, North Carolina, I went as the chief of staff. Okay. And so I applied for the role because I was actually trying to get out of K-12 education. I had served <laughs> as the chief academic officer um, previous to the pandemic sure. and then all through the pandemic, I was just stressed out and ready to be done with all the political yeah. drama and um, had applied for probably 75 jobs, didn't get a hit at all. And I was like, this is all 75 you watch and you missed out on all the first time. <laughs> and um, someone reached out to me and said, Charlotte has the chief of staff. Are you All interested? Right. And I was like, not really, but I'll apply. Yeah. And so um, applied and went there. And um, when I arrived, the person that the superintendent right. that hired me, unfortunately, was 
no longer there. Right. And um, new interim came in, so I was excited to help him. He's okay. seven year old uh, interim superintendent. Yeah, he had a ball and um, worked with him, and then found out in November that he was going to um, hang it up. Okay. And so. Who is it going to be? And I thought, I've got to take control of my life because I'm going to serve the chief of staff of the new superintendent. So I'll sign up and I'll kind of hold things steady until a new person gets on board. And then I got into the job and really liked it and fell in love with it and thought, hmm, maybe I should apply. Let's do this thing. Let's do this. So the day that the application was due, I hit send. Um, Didn't tell my board until I found out that I was a finalist Wow! because it was a private search. And wow. so I called all nine and said, I just want you to know, I'm not supposed to talk about this, but I put my name in the hat and I'm not going to talk to you about it anymore. And it's not going to impact my job as interim. If it's me, that's awesome. If not, I have a job as a chief of staff. Awesome. And so that's how, how it went. So we go from finding a <laughs> potential space outside of K-12, yeah. going to Charlotte to be the chief of staff, helping them get back to a place because Charlotte was the place to be yeah. and the place to go get education. It was the the gym of the nation. Yep. Transition to interim. But, you know, it's the chief of staff, you're the interim. And now guess what? You're yeah. the keys <laughs> to, you know, hundreds of thousands of students we're looking to be able to serve. Yep. Let's go to work. That is an awesome right. story. Yeah. So, you know, you, you come from a, a background of, of not only, uh, you know, being in education, but one that a teacher, an assistant principal in the curriculum, you know, professional learning, all of that. You've held almost every position in the verticals. And um, tell me how that's kind of helped you become and, and grow into the position you're in today. Sure. Well, it just reminds me of my why. It's the students that we serve every day. I have two girls um, and 141,000 students. I see their faces on every one of them. So it just reminds me of my why of every decision that I make. Um, I know that every decision I make, I'm not going to not going to make everybody happy, but I know it's what I believe is in the best interest of students. So I think, you know, doing that work has really um, grounded me and also being able to serve from a place of, I know what it's like to be in a teacher in a high problem school. I know what it's so like important. to be a teacher um, with multiple children that don't speak English and all of the challenges and rewards that come with that. So are you, are you coming in uh, with, an, with an eye towards making a lot of changes? Where, was that the, the desire of the board which, to have you come in and do some things a little differently than your predecessor? Yes. So um, wanting to capitalize on what's going well, but yes, okay. lots of changes are necessary. Um, you know, we're coming from a place of being um, destabilized with um, the instability and in leadership as well as the pandemic, yep. all of that so compounded. Important. And so there's a lot of things that we need to change, um, but there's also lots of successes that we're building on. I'm sure you have a plan. Uh, you're in the beginning of the plan. Yes. <laughs> Mike Tyson famously said, everybody's got a plan until they got punched in the face. <laughs> have you been punched in the face yet? I've punched on, in the face every single day. Every day, right? Every day, multiple times. Yeah, you know what? I can tell you, as a former superintendent, it's a yo-yo, and you know, it's like a whack and mole every single day, and uh, you got to duck and dodge and stay connected That's to it. Right. So. You know, as this train, you know, small world, I got a chance to be able to meet with your board and your delegation prior to them selecting a superintendent. And they openly asked me, you know, what what is the recipe for finding the right person to lead? I said, pay them, support them and really understand that they're human. They're going to make mistakes and help them through it, but allow them to be great every single day and lead. Without a doubt, they took that advice and they hired you to lead the work. And that's so rewarding. Yeah. Now, you had a chance 
fresh fresh off the press to be able to talk about strategic planning. You know, goals and guardrails that you and your your team, and I see your team because your board has to be your team yep. that you all have established. What do they look like as we look at the 24 through 29, the, the uh, strategic goals and plans you both go to attack to be able to help children, help your community? Yeah, I'm so proud of the work that we've done over the last several months um, for our goals and guardrails. Um, so our board engaged, started engaging the community back in the spring and the summer, and they were able to collect over 60,000 pieces of data wow. to help inform those goals. We went back and provided a tremendous amount of data for the last five years, trends, anywhere from attendance, discipline to, of course, academic achievement. And together, um, really went back and forth crafting those goals, and they just approved them Tuesday night. Ah, uh, sure, I right. yeah. the breath. Off Here the it is. Well, yeah. 48 hours, you see it. Hi right there. <laughs> yes. So a lot of work has gone into that. And um, as a part of my 90-day engagement plan, I did several town halls. So while the so board smart. was working on those goals, I was going out to the community saying, these are the draft goals. Sure. What do you all think we need to do to achieve these goals? So I'm really excited that that even though the goals just were approved sure. on the 24th, two days ago, um, we already have great data to help uh, helping us to inform our strategic plan. So just exciting times. Are you are you presenting here at the conference? I'm not. I'm yeah, a, you're learning. You're I'm learning. I'm a strong believer in um, being early in a role and learning, learning, yep. learning. Yeah. And I don't start presenting until we have uh, strong, solid results to share. Listen, listen, learn, grow, and then act. That's I mean, right. So you, 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 you're modeling it. And, and I have to say, six months probably in the making of your goals and your guardrails. And, and for you to, you know, talk about the importance of engaging a community. Because as superintendents, we cannot do this in isolation. We have to wrap our arms around an entire community. You know, for those who are watching, what's the recipe? What's the plan? Why the need? Well, I am a strong believer in the goals and guardrails. Just the student outcomes focused governance, the way that the board um, is governing was really attractive to me to even sign up to say that I want to do this because so many boards across the country aren't focused on um, outcomes for students. Sure. They're focused on all of the other political yep. swirl. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> That's always fun, right? Right. So, you know, being able to capture the the voice and the vision and values of the community is so critically important because we have to be like this. I was in a session earlier today and they were talking about, um, you know, a lot of school folks sometimes think about like family advocates and those type of things as um, their enemies, but really, it's it's a strong partnership. Absolutely. And if we can all be on the same page, we'll just be able to do amazing things for our students. Absolutely. And, and listen, you, your plan is is very intentional for your community, starting from early childhood focus all the way to post secondary education plans yes. to get children ready. I see it. You're you're really working to create full option graduates, those that go to the workforce, those yeah. that go to the military, and also post secondary education. Yes. You know what that says a lot. Also. In those guardrails, it's about safety. It's about psychological safe place for your staff to be able to create the best important environment, you know, every single day. Why is that so important? Well, it's it's important because we know that when we go send our, our children to school and when we go to work, it's really important to be safe. When you talked about the psychological safety um, the idea of working towards excellence and not perfection, right? Because none yeah, of us I like are, that. N- none of us are perfect. That's right. Well said. We, but we should all be working towards excellence. And so, creating that safe space that, as long as we're trying to move in the right direction, trying to do what's best for kids, it's okay. We're going to make mistakes. 
um, but you get up, dust yourself off and try again. And I think that is an important quality that um, quite frankly, our society is lost, right? right? And so I think it's just really important to make sure that our, our children understand that and they believe that as all of our, as our staff. Perfect. Well, you know what? Thank you so very much for being with us today. You know, leading one of the best school districts in the nation, one of the right. longest school districts in the nation. I see the grin on you from ear to ear, ready to go. that grin. Thank you for joining us. And, and you've heard it from Dr. Crystal Hill. We look forward to being able to watch her do some really cool things, special things, and create magical moments for every student, every community member in the in the Charlotte-Mecklenburg School District. Until next time, we look forward to seeing you on Superintendents Unplugged in Depth with Davis. Thank you.